It's June 14th, 1989, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. If you were pulled over by a police officer and then drove off before they'd finished giving you a ticket, and then when they caught up with you again and pulled you over one more time, you slapped them in the face, and then they found a bottle of whiskey that you'd been drinking, you might expect to face some pretty serious consequences. But when Zsa Zsa Gabor did it on this day in 1989, what she got was a showbiz trial and a truckload of invaluable publicity. Yes, a large audience turned up to the courthouse. There were fans gathered outside with Hang Jar Jar and Free Jar Jar <laughs> t-shirts on, which you can still buy on eBay for 40 Australian dollars. How much is that in real money, Arian? That's about 25 of your English pounds. Yeah, so, you know, it had a resonance this moment with uh, people who remember 1989 as grown-ups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she turned up on day one in massive sunglasses. She had dyed, obviously dyed, she was pretty old by this point, dyed platinum blonde hair piled up on top of her head. She was accompanied by her husband, her daughter, her lawyer, all normal, and her hairdresser. <laughs> I <Yeah>. love that. <laughs> it's funny as well that you say she was pretty old by this point. I mean, we do know how old she was now because when she died in 2016, her date of birth was finally revealed <laughs> and she was about 99 when she died but throughout her life she always gave her birthday but never the year of her birth so even in court reporting of the time they had to estimate her age <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> i mean it speaks to the hollywoodness of her life and of the hollywoodness of the trial which really was one of these precursors to what's now become a bit of a cliche. We've subsequently seen the OJ trial, and now we've just recently had Johnny Depp and Amber Heard resolving their dirty laundry in a court of law. Uh, but the story of this particular case in a little bit more detail was that Gabor was driving her $215,000 Rolls Royce when she was pulled over by a Beverly Hills police officer. Damn. Not that one, different one. Uh, Paul Kramer, rather than Eddie Murphy, uh, stops her after spotting that she was driving with expired registration tags. And he's then uh, checking her for other violations, which guaranteed it's Zsa Zsa Gabor. She's definitely going to have other things that she needs to answer for. But she drove off before he was finished with her. And then he has to chase her down and pull her over for a second time. And then there's a bit of a dispute, but it ends whatever the interaction between them is it ends with Gabor slapping uh, Kramer and she claims that she did it as an act of self-defense because he'd really roughly pulled her out of her car when he was inspecting her car he was like is that Jack Daniels madam is that partially drunk <laughs> and Jar Jar went on to claim that and these are her words lots of people stopped and said how can you do that to Jar Jar this is not a reason to confiscate a $215,000 car and put handcuffs on me and make me sit in the street she kind of switched she switched then pronouns <laughs> seamlessly switching she said you just cannot drive a Rolls Royce in Beverly Hills anymore because they have it in for you it's just so wonderfully camp isn't it it's sort of essence of Gabor, this story. Yeah. Um, it's Gabor number five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Jean-Jean Gabor was arguably the start of the modern concept of someone famous for being famous. She was nominally an actress. She, she came from Hungary. She was a former Miss Hungary. And then she joined her sister Ava in the US during World War II. She had some parts in movies. It's kind of weird to watch them because it's, it's always strange when you see these outrageous characters in these normal roles before they realise they can make a living just from being themselves. Yeah. 
And so by the 1960s, she was mostly known for going on talk shows. She had a heavy Hungarian accent, larger-than-life persona, made her an easy, frequent target for parody. And also, she had a way of churning out bon mots, especially about men and marriage. One of the ones attributed to her is, I am a marvellous housekeeper. Every time I leave a man, I keep his house. And she had two sisters, also actresses Ava and Magda. Between them, they racked up 20 marriages. And Zsa Zsa and Magda even had a husband in common. They were both married to the actor George Sanders. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But by the time this all goes down, really, honestly, her star has started to fade. She'd been on the game show Celebrity Squares pretty much playing a caricature of herself, but she was no longer in the news every day. And so this was really her opportunity to get herself back in the news every day. And boy, did she deliver. (laughs) Yeah, she was described by the New York Times court reporter as, quote, by turns haughty, coquettish, weepy and coarse, the shrewd self-parodying glamour queen transported lock, stock and diamonds into a court of law. (laughs) And there are some amazing moments in this trial because she's so inconsistent. I mean, I know that she was playing a version of herself, as you say, and she knew what her public profile was, but she was an actress who you'd think would be able to stick to a version of events. Um, (laughs) But almost in the same breath, she described the officer, Paul Kramer, who'd pulled her over, as a gorgeous, sexy Tom Selleck (laughs) lookalike. Whilst then comparing him to a Gestapo officer, bearing in mind, you know, she'd come from Nazi Hungary and that he'd had several gay lovers as well, slurring him that way. It's just hard to imagine how that could have been relevant, but she just kept going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she'd said that he was Hitler, Mussolini and Stalin all in one and said that he scared her more than the Nazi invasion of Hungary. (laughs) Um, But also I loved her uh, characterization of why she had driven off. She had said the way she uh, tells the story, is there anything else that you need from me, officer? And he said, F off. And she thought that meant that she was free to go. And so she was like, okay, well, I'll just F off then. <laughs> she tried to mount that as her argument in a court yeah, of law. And she, and she was very prudish as well in her testimony. She referred to it as F off and she sort of said, do you know what that means? But then the jury was shown police interview footage, which showed her swearing like a trooper. And she had the nerve to turn around and claim that the footage must have been doctored in some way because she would never use such language. Yeah, one of the jurors said afterwards, when we looked at the video tapes her language was bluer than officer kramer's uniform (laughs) there was also this amazing moment where her lawyer william grayson got her and kramer to reenact the moment of the slap for the purpose of the jury to see what it was like and so five foot five jaja stands next to six foot four kramer and they have to go through the motions and she's there sort of feigning terror going even doing this again is making me frightened of you (laughs) yeah and her antics in court were so outlandish that they imposed a gagging order on her which she defied she publicly described one of the prosecution witnesses this guy Amir Aslaminia as a little punk with a hairdo like a girl (laughs) oh and then in this bizarre attempt to make amends with him she told him that she spoke Turkish to which the young man replied so I'm from Iran and she said well that's close (laughs) (laughs) there's also a moment where she was disciplined by the judge for sketching the jury because she was seen with a pencil sort of you know beavering away on a piece of paper and they assumed that's what she was doing. Turned out she was sketching portraits of her dogs. <laughs> so all a bit of a circus, which somehow went on for weeks and cost the taxpayers of California $30,000, uh, which is all rather ridiculous, but there are some serious points, I think. One is, obviously, where the celebrities get a break from the authorities, 
because they're celebrities in Beverly Hills. And that issue has never gone away. Mm. It, you can see it in the entitlement that she felt that she shouldn't have been pulled over at all because she's Jar Jar Gabor and she should have been let go immediately, even though she'd seemingly been drinking and driving mm. and then assaulted a police officer. <laughs> and then the other issue, which, of course, is a very live issue even now, which is just generally how American police treat people when they arrest them. I mean, she felt indignant and had a platform to do something about it, but a lot of people would say that police officer was very rough with me, and I, I have no way of saying that shouldn't happen. Well, the prosecutor made a big deal, at least, of that first point, and in his closing argument, he said, Gabor craves media attention and abused two weeks of this process for her own self-aggrandizement, which is quite difficult to argue with. But even in the same moment as this prosecutor was giving his final speech, and at the point at which he said, uh, the defendant doesn't know the meaning of truth, Gabor then ran out of the courtroom in tears. So it's just another case of her doing exactly what he's talking about, trying to put the limelight back on herself. And she was found guilty. Battery of an officer, driving with an expired licence and driving with an open container of alcohol. And so after being handed a three-day jail sentence, 120 hours of community service and fines of around $13,000. So not really, you know, like... You know, not just a slap on the wrist. Mm. As she left the courtroom, reporters asked her what she was going to do next. She said, I'm going home to collapse in my swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) She said, mother is so worried. In in a deathly voice, she phoned me this morning and asked me, darling, are they going to book you in jail? And I told her, I hope not. I have claustrophobia and would be very unhappy in jail. And besides, they are all lesbian in jail. I'm so scared of lesbians. (laughs) (laughs) But... It could have been an 18-month sentence had it gone the other way. The thing that she actually, I'm hesitant to say got away with, because in a a court of law, um, she was not found guilty of. But the thing that she was not found guilty of was the disobeying bit, the bit where she drove off. Jurors actually bought that argument that you were dismissing earlier, Rebecca, (laughs) that it it could have been a miscommunication, which is why she drove off and she wasn't disobeying the officer. So if a policeman ever tells you to F off, you know what you're allowed to do. tomorrow but then she took a job in a maternity hospital kitchen i mean yeah love the show support the show patreon.com slash retrospectors part of the acast creator network